as indispensable allies against ISIS, a simplification from which no effective diplomatic policy can be formed. Indeed, it has created a central and confusing ambivalence. While Washington showers the Kurds with praise for fighting common enemies, it strongly opposes Kurdish independence. The KRG, emboldened by the recent referendum, will no doubt seek to hold Washington to its own talking points. Already, Western pundits are doing that for them, chastising the United States for shirking its debt to its bold Kurdish allies. Washington must therefore shed the simplistic Kurds versus ISIS paradigm and begin an honest conversation about the complex promises and pitfalls of Kurdish independence and the U.S. relationship with the Kurds. Inside Kurdistan America's reimagining of the Kurds must begin with the term Kurdistan. Most well-read Americans take this to mean Iraq's Kurdish-dominated north, administrated by the KRG. But to many Kurds, it refers to a much greater concept that includes predominantly Kurdish regions of Iran, Turkey, and Syria. Furthermore, it behooves any reader to remember that the Kurdish people have largely governed themselves in those lands for hundreds of years— until their comparatively recent subjugation by newly formed nation-states in the 20th century. Kurdish history therefore views these borders as modern, unnatural, and hopefully temporary. To the Kurds, northern Syria is in fact Rojava, that is, the west. Northern Iraq is Basur, the south. Southern Turkey is Bakur, the north. And western Iran is Rohelat, the east. However, even as the Kurds bridle at imposed modern borders, these same borders have divided them in important ways. Separate Kurdish national experiences and political leaderships have emerged across each border. Although each of these leaders has challenged the states encompassing their homeland, they have consistently done so in isolation or competition, and only rarely through collaboration with one another. This rivalry continues conspicuously today. A Tale of Three Men Mullah Mustafa Barzani was the first and most prominent Kurdish leader of the post-World War II era. A series of revolts earned him exile from Iraq until the 1958 coup d'etat in Baghdad. He then returned to continue his quest for Kurdish secession under the auspices of the Kurdish Democratic Party. KDP, founded in Iran in 1946. When the Iraqi army overwhelmed Barzani and forced him to admit defeat in 1975, many feared that the Kurdish national movement was dead. But Barzani's setback only birthed a schismatic new cadre of Kurdish leaders. Jalal Talabani, who became Iraq's first post-war president and died in late 2017, split from the KDP and formed his Patriotic Union of Kurdistan, PUK, in 1975. In Turkey, meanwhile, the young revolutionary Abdullah Ocalan established the far-left Kurdish nationalist Kurdistan Workers' Party, PKK, in 1976. Three years later, Barzani passed away, and his son, Masoud Barzani, succeeded him as leader of the KDP. By 1980... These three men and their organizations, Barzani and the KDP, 
Talibani and the PUK, and Ocalan and the PKK were vying for leadership of the Kurdish people. As the newcomer, Ocalan sought good relations with the other two, soliciting cooperation to set up bases in Syria through Talibani and later in Iraq through Barzani. A Kurdish entente proved impossible, however. To gain Barzani's favor, Ocalan terminated his alliance with Talibani in 1982. When the pact between the PKK and the KDP also collapsed in 1986, in part because of the PKK's attacks on the KDP's allies in Iraq, Barzani changed tax, merging forces with Talibani, his erstwhile antagonist, against Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein. Ocalan at this point reverted back to the PUK. This produced a PKK-PUK accord in 1988, which lasted only...